When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It was announced that the new Auckland A-League franchise had uh, confirmed their director of football. He is Terry McFlynn, former Sydney FC player and captain as well, has been working over at the Perth Glory. He joins us now. How are you, sir? I'm very well, Ricardo. How are you, mate? Yeah, good. Thank you, mate. Good. Congratulations on the appointment. Thank you very much. It's uh, it's an honour and a privilege to be uh, involved uh, with a new franchise coming in. and Obviously, really looking forward to the challenge ahead. Now, how long have you known about this appointment? Because it, it seems to me that Bill Foley's not one to do things by halves and he'll have ducks in a row and we're only nine months out from kickoff. So I assume you've known this for a while? Um, not really, to be honest, Ricardo. We had a, a couple of conversations um, uh, about a month back. Um, so probably five five to six weeks we've been uh, discussing what the role looks like, what the, the project is. Um, you know, I was very excited to be involved and in part of it from uh, the get-go. So... Yeah, it was just a, a matter of sitting together and, and working through what the logistics of it all um, looks like. And um, thankfully, now we're uh, glad of the announcement that's official and we can, as you say, hit the ground running and, and start getting a few other appointments in place. Yeah, well, I guess that's your, that's your first job, right? Because uh, as a director of football, you'll have a certain style and a framework in mind. So you've got to find a coach that, kind of, I, I assume, sort of has ideas that align? Yeah, look, uh, you know, nothing singular in, in, in football and in business so it'll be a collective uh, across the board to make sure that everything's aligned to what the, the vision of the football club is and also the community um, so for us it's it's about connecting with the community and making sure that we've got a, a football team that reflects the community on the park um, and the Auckland people and uh, bringing a lot of joy and success to the, to the lives of the Auckland people that's what we, we want to do and, um, but yeah we will have a, a certain style of football that we'll play that um, we want to make the people of Auckland proud to, to support the club. Yeah, mate, well, it's been a long time between drinks for people in Auckland. They're having an A-League club, as I'm sure you're aware, uh, and, uh, and and we're certainly looking forward to it, mate. And uh, I know that Auckland City FC, who you'll know have been uh, knocking around like Club World Cups and things for a while, they, they also, also yep. tried to get a licence a while ago for the A-League. Is that somebody or a group of people that you'd like to sort of, um, you know, sort of tap for that local knowledge, given... Obviously, they're based here. They've done the due, due diligence on a license for this area. Yeah, look, definitely. Um, you know, we'll be, as I said, connecting with the community over the next coming weeks and months. Um, I want to get around and meet as many of the, the football clubs and football people um, involved in Auckland and, and bring them on the journey with us. You know, I think that the great thing with what the club offers um, beyond the A League is obviously the multi-club ownership. And you know, Bill's got a club in Bournemouth in the Premier League, Scottish Premier League with Hibs, Lorient in France. Um, so there's there's other avenues, and we want to create a genuine pathway for young players in New Zealand um, beyond the A League. So I think everyone in the football community in Auckland and the northern regions got a, a part to play in that. And for us, we uh, see ourselves as a vehicle for all the clubs to to help um, advance the careers of these young players in in Auckland and the northern region. Oh, well, well, we're looking forward to that uh, taking uh, taking place. But I know you've got a job at the moment over in Perth, uh, working with the the academy and the women's team over there. How long before you make the shift? No, I actually finished that uh, role at Perth probably about 18 months ago. Um, 
yeah, so I haven't been uh, working in the A-League for the last 18 months. I've been obviously following it as a supporter uh, for the first time in uh, 19 years. Obviously, I joined the A-League as a player back in 2005. Um, so, yeah, it was a welcome uh, break away from the A-League, just to refresh and uh, recharge the batteries and, and get ready to go for this exciting project. Yeah. What, what did you do with those 18 months, Terry? Um, I spent a lot of time with my family, um, obviously <laughs> travelling uh, with football over, over an extensive period of time um, as a player I left. Ireland when I was 16 and went straight into professional football and that, that took me through till I was 40 years old so um, yeah spent a lot of time with the family um, and I uh, actually started a, a player agency business I was working as a, a FIFA agent for um, a period of time helping some young players just on their journey as well so um, I've suspended uh, the license for that now obviously to come back into uh, full-time football in a club environment so um, yeah look really excited about the opportunity ahead um, and looking forward to to getting uh, over across to Auckland and meeting as many people as I can. Yeah, how, how much time have you spent in Auckland? I know that you've got ties. Well, I don't know if ties is the right word, but I, I know you've got a relationship with Chris Sorosic, who's obviously an, an Auckland boy. I mean, have you spent yep. much time over here? Um, in the early days, uh, obviously when the New Zealand Knights was in the A-League, um, came across a couple of times a year to play. Um, beautiful city, really enjoyed my time there. Um, from a leisure point of view, I haven't spent any time really. It was always for, for business when I was playing football. Um, but like you say, uh, I was over there a couple of years ago with Perth Glory. Um, we played at Eden Park against the Wellington Phoenix. Spent some time with Chris then. Uh, Chris is a, a great guy. That, um, I played with him in, in the UK um, 2002-03 when he was over there. So we were teammates. Um, obviously, he spoke very, very highly of New Zealand and Auckland as, it, as he would um, and it's a beautiful place so yeah look as I said I'm really looking forward to getting across there and connecting with the the local community um, both football and uh, broader community as well. Yeah when do you expect to make an announcement uh, on some of the other roles like the head coaching role and uh, you know everybody's gagging to know when you're going to uh, you know show us a kit and give us a name? <laughs> yeah look I think there's a, there's a process in place we've got a roadmap um, and we've got to do everything uh, the right way and strategically so um like I said, that process is on the way now in terms of identifying who the right coach is to, to bring success to the people of Auckland. Um, we're obviously very mindful of, of the community and how people want to, um, we all want to be successful, we all want to win. Um, so yeah, that process is on the way at the minute and we'll, we'll conduct that internally. And, um, but we're aiming towards before Christmas having a head coach announcement in place. Yeah, which would be great. That'd be fantastic news. And uh, I mean, do you need to wait for the head coach to be in place before you can start looking at recruitment? Or is that something you've already started? Oh, look, I think it goes hand in hand. Um, I think obviously the way we want to play, uh, the coach will fit that model as well. Um, so the players that can implement that style and bring that style to life um, will make it easy for the coach to actually coach their players. Um, but yeah, certainly um, the coach will have a, a big input in terms of what players come into the organisation. Um, it, it works on two two fronts for us, um, obviously character and competency, competency levels in terms of what the player uh, can bring to the table from a hard skills point of view in terms of the talent, but also characteristics is very important to us, making sure we've got the right people in the building that's going to drive the club culture and, and represent the people of Auckland in the right way. Now, you made the switch from the conference, I think. Were you at Morecambe when you, uh, before you came here, or was it Margate before you came to, to Sydney? Morecambe, yeah. I went from Margate to Morecambe and then came across to Sydney, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, those leagues, the conference, well, the National League, as it's now called, and the A-League have undergone a lot of changes since you came across. Do you think yep. that players from the national, what's now the National League can still make that jump and, and come to the A-League? Look, I think you're always going to find outliers in any, any walk of life. Um, 
certainly the A-League has moved on leaps and bounds from 2005 when I made the switch. Um, I think I was very fortunate um, at the time where the league was in its infancy and um, there was a lot of players probably uh, contracted at the time uh, that clubs would have like to bring back. So I've, I've got an opportunity at, at Sydney FC. Um, but yeah, look, again, football as a whole across the globe has moved on from them days. Um, but like I say, you're always going to find an outlier that, that can make a move from, from league to league. So at this stage, we never rule out anyone. Yeah, okay, it's interesting. Um, that's uh, I'm looking forward to seeing where you go and, and, and who we bring in. I mean, obviously, we've got the situation uh, which is different from the Premier League and the SPL and et cetera, that you've got to have, uh, you know, can only have five visa players. So in terms of, you know, I, I, I guess a marquees that might fit that New Zealand-Australian profile, uh, are you having those discussions yet? Um, yeah, look, we're having multiple discussions around player recruitment um, in terms of obviously we want to have a real New Zealand uh, feel to the team, uh, something that the, the Auckland people can identify with and really get behind. Um, in my experience across the A-League, um, your visa players uh, are very important. It's very important to take your time and get them correct. Um, obviously, it's a big adjustment for um, those players and their families moving from whether it be South America, Europe, wherever it may be. Um, so there's a, a time period where you need to be patient with uh, them players when you bring them in. Um, but yeah, look, we're, we're having multiple conversations around uh, local players, homegrown players, visa players, marquee players. Um, so it's an, an exciting time for everyone at the football club. Yeah, mate. It's, it's like, I, I don't know if you've ever played it, but it's like that whole, you know, plugging in football manager and starting a new season, isn't it? Something fresh completely. You've got, you got a blank sheet to work with. It is, it is. Um, you know, that, that's the exciting part of it. Um, but, you know, as you, as you know yourself, we're, we're dealing in real life, so we can't just press delete and start again. So uh, that's why we're, we're, we're taking our time and we're making sure we're doing the right um, strategy and we've got the right process in place to make informed decisions um, if and when we make the appointments. Oh, that's fantastic to hear. I, I did catch up with uh, an old teammate of yours, Jeremy Brocky. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I, and I asked him. Uh, about about you, what sort of bloke you were, and what you know, what he thought of the appointment, and what he thought you'd bring to the role, and everything. And he had nothing but good things to say, Terry. But he did say, because uh, I said, "Well, Terry's from Northern Ireland. Uh, how did you get on with understanding him?" And he said, "Well, once we had a couple of beers, we were both speaking the same language, so it was fine." <laughs> uh, Jeremy's a fantastic boy. He uh, he came to us at Sydney FC um, when he was a young boy, and um, he, he did fantastically well the first couple of seasons, and then. Um, he went back, I think he went back home to, to New Zealand and obviously kicked on with his, his career at uh, Newcastle Jets and overseas as well. So, yeah, he's a fantastic guy. And he'll, he'll be definitely someone that I'll be reaching out to as well in, uh, again and uh, acquiring some of that local knowledge. Oh, don't you worry about that. He's, I think he's already fishing for an invite, mate, after the chat that I had with him. He's got his, he's got his, uh, his football school uh, going up in Townsville now, and uh, I think he's bringing some teams over here to play in the tournament in Christchurch soon. So no, yeah. doubt, no doubt you'll be hearing from him. No, I look forward to it. Yeah. Now, uh, what is what is your uh, your choice of drop if if you're going to have a uh, a cold one? Oh, look, I think at the, at the minute, um, you know, obviously when I had a bit more time on my hands, I could enjoy a drink. But uh, every now and again, when the time's right, but I think at the minute the job's too big to, to even think about that. So my, my focus is is solely on creating an environment for the players and the staff to come in and be successful. So. I'll save it up and hopefully at the, the end of the season, once everything goes to plan, we can enjoy a nice celebratory drink. Yeah, sounds like a plan. And, and Terry, in terms of the type of football you want to play, I mean, I think about you, a lot of fans probably think about you of the A-League. When you, you were a no-nonsense midfielder, you couldn't get past 
Terry McFlynn, or, and if you did get past, he'd make you pay for it, right? So what that, that, we kind of have this in our head as the type of player you were, but what sort of style of football do you want to play? Oh, look, I, I love watching good football. I um, always have done, always always wanted to be involved in teams that played good football. Um, I, was, I never had the ability to um, play at that uh, type of level. So I remember a coach that we had at Sydney very in the early days, Pierre Labarski, um, I think I actually might have been against New Zealand Knights. Um, I tried a trick um, on the sideline, and it didn't go didn't go to plan. Put it that way. And uh, I remember I remember Pierre telling me back at the hotel. He said, "Look, what you do for the teams is great." He said, "But you got to remember in life, there's people that can play a piano, and there's people who can carry a piano." He said, "He said, and you're a very strong boy." <laughs> <laughs> so I think. That very quickly put me in my place and said, "Right, that's what that's what I need to do to bring to the table." But look, in terms of in terms of playing, I love um, watching teams that play a, a high tempo, possession based game, um, possession for the purpose, moving the ball, trying to break the opposition team down, fast ball movement in the final third, and creating chances. Um, what we want to do is really excite the the supporters, get them into the stadium in the droves, um, and create a, a a team that's that's full of exciting players, um, both with and without the ball. Uh, Terry, before I let you go, I do have to ask you one question. Uh, you you did spend a bit of time at, at, at Queens Park Rangers, but was there a team uh, as a kid growing up that you supported that you you know had the shirt for Christmas and that sort of thing that you maybe still look for their results today? Um, look, as, as a kid, obviously growing up in, in Northern Ireland, um, everyone supports uh, Man United or Liverpool, um, so I sort of was leaning towards Man United uh, a little bit. Uh, but like you said. Uh, as a kid, when I went to the QPI, then my, my whole focus was on on that club, and um, that's the way I sort of live my life. Every every club I, I go to and I'm a part of, I dedicate myself to that club. Fantastic, great answer, mate. Uh, look forward to you uh, landing over here and getting to know you better and and see what you put in place, uh, Terry. Once again, congratulations on the new role, and uh, look forward to seeing you. Lovely, thank you very much for your time, Ricardo. Terry McFlynn, the new director of the Auckland A League club, is he? What did you take out of that? Yeah, great chat, uh, Ricardo. I think a couple of questions is, obviously the big one is the coach, mm. you know, like who, who are the viable options to take over this team and, you know, have some... It reminds me of the similarities of a new franchise, a new team, a la Miami, and mm. where they've gone to, to get to where they are now. So recruitment and coaching is probably the big questions. And I just I was just doing some research online just in just trying to figure out the salary cap of the A-League. It's it's around $2.8 million per season. You've got to spend 90% of that uh, on players throughout the year. If you add that, it's about roughly 140000 per player a year. Um, is that where it needs to be? But like you think with uh, the Miami team, like they're access to all these huge players. You can't compare because mm. they're over in, in the big smoke we're down under. But the recruitment-wise, are we able to entice some marquee signings to come and play for this team? Money isn't a problem, but the salary cap obviously is. Yeah, well, Can yeah. we get to a situation where there's going to be some heat there? Yeah, I think so, because they, they also have a, a rule where you can uh, every team can have a marquee player who doesn't count against yeah, salary so w- cap. So they can be whatever. Yeah. So I mean, you could you could pay, you know, your salary cap as you said is two point eight million. You could you could mm. pay another player two point eight million, if you wanted to. What? what? <laughs> How good is this? This yeah. is like a just a, a footprint with nothing, no limitations or mm-hmm. whatsoever, 
to come along and, and bring this team on the map from the get go. Yeah, hundred you know, like, percent. Yeah, I, I actually read there was a really good article a spin off. Somebody at Spinoff wrote a really good article about it, and they talked about some of those names. And one of the names that that, that which I thought was actually really good uh, could have been a good fit was Jamie Vardy, the Leicester striker. Oh. How good was that? Like that's the thing. You got Bill Foley who owns a couple of teams up in the north. He's got connections everywhere. This is huge for the A League. Like his potential to entice some big names down to the A League, put it on the map even more. You look at the MLS with Messi over there and a couple of other big players that have played on the big stage. They are well and truly on the map. Yeah, exactly. I can only see good things for the A League in this. And Bill Foley said he wants to spend a hundred percent of the salary cap. Oh, of course he does. Yeah, he's like, I'm not not interested in ninety. I want to, I want to, spend, I want to spend everything I can to make this team as good as it can be. And so, I- is that the way about it, Ricardo? I think because a lot of Kiwis we like breeding our own, blooding our own, and bringing them up through the academies and getting them on the big stage. Would it be encouraging knowing that you've got a Jamie Vardy coming over and playing in your team? Oh, would everyone love that? Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, totally. And that's the other thing is we only have five visa spots, right? So everybody else has got to be a Kiwi or an Aussie. Mm. So that'll be interesting to see where they go there because, I mean, when's Chris Wood going to be finished playing Premier League? You know, can you imagine if they mm. manage to entice him back, and then and he's not, you know, the, 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 those kind of options that I'm sure they're they're discussing at the moment. Oh man, it's 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 exciting. It's exciting. So coaching. Who's who's a name that you'd love to see have a crack at the top league? Would you love to see an up and coming coach, or would you just go throw the kitchen sink at someone? I think they what they will do is they'll throw the kitchen sink at someone. I know that they, there's mm. been talk about Kevin Musket, who was the Melbourne mm-hmm. Victory coach for a long time, uh, yep. and he's had a job in over in Belgium. He's been looked at for a couple of jobs in the second tier in England. So somebody like that, I I think, is probably where they'll go. I mean, I, I'd love to see a Kiwi, but I'm just not sure that we have one at the moment that quite fits the bill, unless Danny Hay has yep. done his uh, has done his coaching badges, because uh, you have to have X amount of coaching badges uh, to to coach in the uh, in the A League as a head coach. I'm, I'm sure Danny's close to that, but I mean, he would be another uh, an, another one that is a possibility. Beautiful. There's there's a lot of possibilities and there's some potential with this new inclusion of this Auckland A-League team. And uh, great get, mate. Great to hear from. Yeah, it was. Yeah, great to get uh, Terry McFlynn. I think it's, a, it's the first interview he's done since he's uh, had the role. Nice. So, uh, yeah, 